You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas. Appreciate all the love and support from all the wrestling fanatics out there. It's been great getting different and diverse coaching minds and official minds out there to talk about the great sport of wrestling. I have a person here today that's probably known me the longest out of all the people I've interviewed. My former middle school and high school football and wrestling teammate, Mr. Corey Ochin. Coach, how are you doing today? Good, good, great. Thanks for having me on, Isaiah. It's been a, uh, it's been great. It's been a long time since we've uh, seen each other. I got to see it at the My Way States, and that was uh, uh, that brought tears to my eyes. Yeah, it was a it was a beautiful reunion. Uh, me and uh, Corey go uh, as far back as I want to say first grade at Kavanaugh Elementary at the Lansing School District. Um, before, so we were in class together, and then I moved to another school in the district, Lions. And then we came back to Gardner Middle School. That's when me and Corey uh, caught back up again. Yep. And uh, played a lot of sports, football, and wrestling. Was in a lot of classes throughout middle school and high school. And one of the reasons why I was able to hoist uh, an All-State medal our senior year at the Palace of Auburn Hills. So, um, And we also had an opportunity to coach with each other. But I don't want to give yeah. away too much of the big... You know, that's one of the things I do a terrible job of is giving the whole shebang out here. Right, right um, away. <laughs> I don't want it. But, uh, but it's been great, Corey. Great guy. Uh, known him for, gosh, since we were seven, eight years old. And, and now um, we're involved in wrestling still. And our kids are wrestling, things like that. But I'm, I'm not going to say too much. Uh, Corey, tell us, how did you become how did you become part of the wrestling family? Where did your wrestling journey begin? Um, well, I guess originally... I think I was in, oh, I had to have been in second or third grade. And my next door neighbor, um, you'll remember him, uh, JT Donovan. Yep. Um, he, he was wrestling, freestyle, obviously, because my way wasn't even around then. It, it was just USA Wrestling's uh, freestyle wrestling for kids. Mm-hmm. And um, they st- he, he started wrestling. And uh, then our other neighbor, which you know, Travis Van Kirk. Yep. Um, his kid wrestled at Mason High School right now. His freshman, just finished his freshman year and did really well. Um, but, uh, but they started wrestling freestyle at, uh, CCWC, you know, over there at Sexton high school. Um, <laughs> and I remember, the, um, JT's dad talking to my dad about, uh, about me going and doing it. And at that time it sounded like a great time. Yeah, of course I want to go wrestle. Like, you know, I watch, <laughs> we watch wrestling on TV and, mm. and so I went to the first practice and I was like, Oh, this, this is not for me. This is not, this is not. <laughs> wrestling you know this is this isn't wrestling i don't know what this is but it's not wrestling you know and uh little i know that was actually wrestling right right <laughs> um so i went to a few practices and and that and, and there was nothing really much more than that i didn't do any tournaments didn't do anything i, I just did some practices um uh and i think i think i might have practices for the rest of that season uh with them um but i i, I had no like it just like i kind of went because it like you had to do it uh because you, you started it but we didn't have to do the tournaments and I was playing football then. Yeah, it was third grade. It had to have been third grade because that was my first year playing uh, playing football. I played flag football. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'm not doing that again. And then sixth grade came around, and you started wrestling. Yep. And uh, and we were and um and I got you to start playing football. I think uh, in seventh grade. Yep, for the junior Vikings. Um, yep. And so it was like, well, I got you to wrestle or or play football, and and then you got me to end up start wrestling. Yeah. Um, 
so uh and we had a lot of fun because uh uh by then uh, it was a lot of fun because we gave each other like nwo nicknames on the middle school wrestling team. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, and don't forget we won a city championship too oh yes we did we did eighth we did. grade and uh and so we all had like little nicknames and uh and that made it a lot of fun hmm. and then we, uh um, we went to Everett's Freestyle Wrestling Club and kept practicing. And we had uh, Coach uh, Randy. Yep. Coach Heiser. And, yep, Coach Heiser. And he made it uh, – and he just made it fun. Like, he made it a lot more fun than what the coaches at uh, uh, Capital City did at that point in time. Um, so, it was like – and then I was – and then, like, your brother was uh, was helping coach. Yep. Um, the kids and stuff like that. So, he was wrestling around with us. And, and, and it was always cool to have the older kids want to wrestle around with you. Yep. And I think Travis and JT were still both still wrestling at that point in time. So like we had these older kids that were wrestling with us and it, and it made, it just made it fun. You know, and then we got into high school and, and, you know, we just kind of kept doing our thing and we were always like a weight class away from each other. And so we were always, uh, we were always practice partners. Yeah. I, I want to say that out of all the people I, over the four years, I think I practiced with you or wrestled with you the most out of everybody on the team. Um, <laughs> probably like it'd be you and then probably Justin Dennison and then probably Christian Kirk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that'd probably be, and that, that's, yeah, that sounds probably about right. So we, um, we had all, yeah. And, you know, and then like we had, uh, I think, uh, for a couple of years there, we had like Mark Betcher, uh, Bocher, yep. Betcher in there and we had, um, Paul Dodge. Yep. And, uh, and then like we had like the extra heavyweights and stuff like that, like Jacob Hatch and, uh, Paul Munchback and stuff, stuff like that. Who had, who were just bodies for us? Excuse me, body for bodies. Really, they end up kind of being bodies for us to, to work with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we had a had a lot of good things on there. And then, you know, you progressively got better, and your senior year made it to the regionals. Yeah, I um, I yeah, I mean, it just got uh, got. I think I got. I think I started liking it more and more, and just progressed more and more. You know, it uh, kind of gets a hold of you. Yeah, yeah, it gets it's a little a little infectious. You can't can't shake it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you become part of this fraternity with so many great people that are involved with with wrestling. Um, so after high school, you actually decided to go to the like the pro wrestling circuit. Yeah, well, yep, yep. So, uh, um, you you went over to Muskegon and wrestled. Yep, and I went downstate to Coldwater um, to train with Dan Severn. And, uh, and so what I did down there was, uh, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. And then, um, he talked me into also doing his, uh, submission wrestling or his catch wrestling classes, mm-hmm. which is just nothing more than, uh, no gi jujitsu or it's, it's just, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like submission wrestling, you know, um, you know, it was with all his MMA fighters and stuff like that and his adult, uh, freestyle Greco class. And so I was going down there and working out with those guys and then, and then staying for the pro wrestling practices. You know. um, how long did you, were you involved? Uh, Cause you got to travel to Japan and be on this. How long did you do that for? I, um, I lived in Japan in the all Japan pro wrestling dojo for three months. And that was in Christmas of 2007 to Easter of 2008. So uh, I can't remember. It was a little over three months. It was like, oh, I guess Christmas, uh, Christmas to Easter that year. Um, I think it was like right around 100 days. Mm-hmm. I was on for. Um, 
and over there it was uh the way they trained you was it was they trained you in uh judo and amateur wrestling so freestyle greco and then uh submission wrestling and so we trained we trained every day in that stuff for hours and hours and then on top of like we have to do like 500 to 1,000 squats and lunges a day, uh, plus uh, and push-ups and sit-ups and uh, running. And it was just, it was nuts. <laughs> it sounds pretty intense. It um, was. <laughs> but, but all that training, all that experience really helped you with your coaching. Now, now I want to say that when I got the job at, at Otto Middle School, you were the first person I reached out to to, to, to help me in this because I had never – I I had coached the year before with Gardner as a as a volunteer assistant, but this time I was the head coach, yep. and I needed somebody I could trust, and I loved that I got you to do it, and it was um you know those two years that we coached together it was a lot of fun, um and seeing some of those athletes um progress throughout the year and and things like that, and it's it's hard to believe that's almost twenty years ago. Oh, I know. I um one of my pro wrestling students uh, was having a match, um a couple of weeks ago, and he uh. He was wrestling one of my one of my good buddies from pro wrestling that I met like in two thousand two two thousand three. He um, was wrestling his student, and he was like, "Yeah, we're doing the finish that you guys had uh, seventeen years ago in this one match." And I'm like, "Oh, oh now I feel really old. Like I'm only thirty eight. I didn't think I was that old, but that makes me feel old now." And you know, I, I hate know. to say it, brother, we are old. We, we yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm doing a jujitsu tournament on Saturday. Uh-huh. At, at the New Way Nationals, actually, uh, we have um, we have three we had three qualifiers from the state tournament that qualified for nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, two girls and a boy, um, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, we had an, our our club has not had any national qualifiers yet. Um, that, that qualified for the because uh, anybody can sign up, um, but uh, that we haven't had anybody qualified where they get the sponsorship paid for by my way. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had three. Um, my daughter. Uh, another girl, and then uh, a boy. You know, all qualified. But we have another boy that signed up. It was his first year wrestling. He made it to sta- made it to states, and um, and his parents actually uh, asked if they could just if he could just sign up and go because they want that experience. Yeah, and I'm like, well, absolutely. So we have four kids going, and then we have um four adult jujitsu uh, teammates going. So we have all these guys. So we're gonna have eight guys, eight people from the team uh, on the mats on Saturday at the Nationals, which is gonna be pretty awesome. Yeah, that is that is awesome. An opportunity for them to get more experience, and it's yeah. in in your hometown of Lansing, so you'll be yep. able to see the folks and everything else. Uh, from from our coaching experience, what? So you end up in Ludington. Yes. What made you decide to develop a wrestling club, the Hook and Catch? Um, so what had happened was. Uh, it, it's a it's a super super long story, so I'll try to keep it uh, somewhat brief, but <laughs> the kind of the the key points. Um, mm-hmm. So I come back from Japan in two thousand eight, and I uh, and and the only thing I knew was um, I really liked submission wrestling. Like like you know I really liked it. I didn't have to worry about pins, um, but I knew that after fighting a bunch of the guys in Japan that. Um, I was like, man, these guys all have this this guard game. And at down at Dan Severns, there wasn't much guard play. You know, Dan Severns is a wrestler through and through. So I so I signed up for jujitsu and started jujitsu, and we're um, you know, so I'm doing jujitsu, uh, amateur wrestling, and pro wrestling. I'm just kind of doing, and and then I started doing MMA. I had a couple MMA fights also in there in that time frame. 
So, <laughs> so I just kind of did all this stuff. And then um, uh, my wife and I, um, she had a uh, tragic, uh, her, her uh, ex-husband um, died suddenly. And so she wanted to get a restart for her, for my stepkids. And so they decided to move to Ludington. And so, uh, so I followed, right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's no, there's no gyms up here. There's, there's no outside, there's no jujitsu gym. There's no, there's nothing. So I was like, well, I want to keep training, but I don't want to, have to I don't want to have to drive like three or four hours round trip just to train. Right. You know, I think the nearest gym at that point in time was like in, in Grand Rapids and it'd be about an hour and a half one way. So you're looking at about three hours round trip. Right. And then wintertime, it'd be three plus hours, right? Depending on right. what it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that just doesn't sound like a good time to me. And I was teaching the uh, the submission wrestling uh, classes or the no-gi jiu-jitsu at, at the Magic BJJ in Lansing there at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was still, you know, so I'm like, well, why don't I just start a gym? You know, we'll start one up and we'll just kind of see how it goes. And so that's what we, so that's what we did up here. And it started slow and it got way, it got really, I mean, it blew up quick and then COVID happened and mm-hmm. it died back down again. And now we're starting to, starting to build again um, initially, but that's kind of how it happened was there was no place for me to do jujitsu anywhere. And then, uh, and I saw that, and there was no youth wrestling in Ludington. There's mm-hmm. a youth wrestling in Scottville, which is the next town over. Right. Like, uh, I guess it'd be like Waverly to Lansing. Right. And that's the distance, you know, it's, it's a, it's a 10 minute drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a youth team that feeds up to the middle school and then up to the high school in Scottville uh, or Mason County central mm-hmm. uh, typically has like, they had a state champ this year, a heavyweight. Yeah. You know, and they had a couple of state qualifiers, you know, they, they typically have um, get guys to, at least to the, uh, at least medal in regionals and make and become state qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts at the kids level And Ludington just doesn't have that. So I'm like, well, maybe I should focus my time trying to build that. Well, that's, that's that's awesome, and you and your gym adds so many different things. So it's not just wrestling, right? You do, you said the no gi, yeah, uh, we do uh, jitsu things like that. Yeah, so we do, uh, uh, we do youth wrestling. I do youth jujitsu. Uh, we do adult wrestling, adult jujitsu. I do both gi and no gi. Um, we do sambo wrestling, and judo and judo. Well, I say judo wrestling. I, I call all grappling pretty much wrestling. It, dri- <laughs> yeah. it drives a lot of the jujitsu guys nuts. I call it wrestling. I say, all right, it's time to wrestle live. And they're like, no, we're rolling. I'm like, no, we're wrestling live. And they're like, no, we're rolling. I say, okay, whatever. We're we're we're, we're going live. Potato, you know, potato, I mean, tomato, tomato, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and like a lot of the uh, a lot of the submission holds. Um, I don't always call it by the jujitsu terminology. Sometimes I call it by like the catch wrestling terminology or like. Uh, or in jujitsu, they call a lot of the judo, or they call a lot of throws by the judo terminology. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the big one is like the uchimata. You know, it's a, in wrestling, it's it's an inside leg throw or inside leg uh, sweep or, or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. You know, it's an inside leg trip. Yeah, yeah, like an inside trip. Yeah, kind of like an inside trip or like an inside mm-hmm. leg throw where you, where you kind of get in between the legs and you're, and you're kicking the, the leg out, the near mm-hmm. leg out. You know, um, and, and they just kind of, there's just different terminology. And I use a lot of the wrestling terminology, and I always tell them well, I'm not Brazilian. I'm, I'm American, so I use American, <laughs> I use American wrestling terminology. And, uh, and for the most part, the guys at my gym are, are they're all like, yeah, you know, we, we all wrestled. You know, we know wrestling terminology, not right. you know, not Brazilian terminology. <laughs> so, but uh, 
but yeah, that, that's kind of how it started. And because um, I started when I first got here, I started helping coach at the Ludington High School when I got when I moved here. Mm-hmm. And I coached there for about five seasons. And uh, and my stepson was wrestled. He ended up being conference champ. Um, he he had all the makings to be a state medalist, but I think his goal was to be conference champ. And he had uh, dislocated his elbow. Oh. Um, yeah. And he uh, and I think after he dislocated his elbow, he kind of was just kind of done. Like you know, like he he you know he had already signed up for the military. And he had other things to worry about than trying to get on the podium for this, for uh, the state level. Yeah. You know, um, dislocating your elbow was pretty gross. Yeah, yeah, and it's a tough it's a tough one to wrestle with too. We had a kid at BC Central, the school school I was coaching at Western, uh, Devon Jackson, who took third the year before at states, and then he dislocated his elbow in the conference finals his senior year. He did make it all the way back to states, but couldn't place, and then ended up being a All American at MCC, and then an All American at Olivet to to finish okay. his career. So, okay. Uh, but yeah, this okay helps nothing nothing to joke about. No, uh, no, it's uh like you'd almost rather have your uh, shoulder dislocated than your elbow. Like like that was uh, <laughs> it was nasty. I mean, it was just it was really nasty. That that the elbow was just nasty. Oh yeah, trust me as a guy that wrestled with a separated shoulder, I know I know what it's what it's like. Um so with with the the hook and catch club, I guess this brings me to my next question. The emergence of girls wrestling uh which i've talked about a lot in in previous episodes on the podcast but it's almost like it's it it, it it's it's growing so fast and, and oh, it's yeah. a great thing to see like what do, what do you think uh uh about girls wrestling now uh having the opportunity to they just crown their first state champions for the mhsaa um and things like that i think it's great i think um i don't know why they didn't do it before you know uh um, you know, girls should have their girls want to wrestle too, and they should have the right to wrestle. And um, it's always been looked at as a boys' sport for so long. Um, and you know, even when we come up wrestling, I mean, you didn't go to many tournaments and see many girl wrestling. No, no. You know, uh, uh, you'd see them here and there, and it was always rare. You know, and 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 uh, now it's nothing to go to a tournament and, and see and see girl wrestlers. Yeah. And uh, um. But I think uh, I think it's great, and I think they should have um, that opportunity to have um, their own set of states and stuff like that, like they like they did this year with MHSAA. I think that was great and a great idea. Um, I totally support it. I think uh, I think it should have been done sooner. Um, I think you're going to have a lot of pushback with schools saying that they can't afford it, this and that, because. You know, you got to pay the entrance fees for these girls' tournaments on top of the boys' tournaments, and and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tough battle overall for them. Uh, but I think there's a way to do it. You know, I, I don't know um, I don't know if you make the season different from you know like how girls' basketball and boys' basketball seasons are split up, or they used to be at the same time now. Yeah, yeah, there one there's a one week difference, and every year they flip flop um, which one starts early. Yeah, I don't know if you do that with wrestling, and so they can have their own full season, um, and or try to get their own full season. I don't know if you do that or if you just keep doing what you're doing now and you just kind of roll with it. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, have, I don't have an answer, and I don't have the right answer. I have, uh, I, I have ideas, and I mm-hmm. have, you know, um, but I don't know what would be right and wrong. 
Well, I think it's it's a great for. I mean, it's been building for a while now, and I think with the MHA, MHSA, along with the Michigan Wrestling Association, uh, because uh, they the the Michigan Wrestling Association, the MWA, the coaches association, is the one that sponsored the first three girls' state tournaments, and finally got to be the fifth division. And as it grows, you just you know you could see probably in the next five or ten years as more female um, athletes are exposed to wrestling and start want to do at the high school level that there's okay. going to be the potential to have going from sectionals to regionals and districts and things like that um as far as competition and duels and everything else i mean i can't see through the future but i mean it's growing relatively well i i think it's it's awesome that that my way had their uh the girls states which we were able to coach both our daughters in Yep. And uh, what an what an experience, right? To be part of something that, that has never happened before, <laughs> um, to have a, a girls' invite tournament, and the majority of those brackets from all age groups had five or more competitors in them. So oh, kids yeah, got think, two uh, to four or five matches, depending on how many kids were in their in their bracket. Oh yeah, I think um, I think Diana alone had uh, my daughter. I think she had like, well, she ended up having I think five matches on the day. Well, but I think she had like fourteen or fifteen kids in their bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and that was uh, and that's great. You know, that's great for the sport, and it's great for the competition. Um, the only thing I would, uh, the only thing that I didn't like was, um, it's still so new that like, so you have to qualify for the state tournament, right? But for the girls' tournament, uh, you did not have to qualify; you could just sign up, mm-hmm. which which is fine. Um, you know, I'm not saying that, that they can't sign up and do a tournament, but, uh, but that's like, they just don't have, um, but I think if you look at the amount of girls that were there to wrestle, mm-hmm. right. you could, you could totally have their own regionals and stuff and have to also qualify for, for that tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're at that level, at least in the, my way and the new way area, uh, to, mm-hmm. that, to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, now whether or not, and, and like all regions, um, they, they, they might have, one region might have a ton of uh, girls in it, so um, so obviously not as many girls are going to be at the state tournament than, than than what there was. But you would have, uh, but you would have, you'd have them. They'd have to earn it just a little more. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all about the numbers too. I mean, the the fact yeah. you had an invite tournament, uh, which is the same thing the MWA did. We made an invite tournament, and you're really piquing the interest. Okay, this is growing to the point where. We need uh, sectionals or regionals to okay. separate this kid. So I really just think that's more of a function of let's gauge the interest. We know that we have a lot of female athletes that are interested, but how many do we have? And who knows? Maybe they do another year of um, of a uh, invite tournament and they get the numbers that they feel like justifies having a sectional or regional tournament for girls for the next right. year too. So I think yeah. it's just more of the numbers game more than anything. And I think you're heading towards that anyway. I mean, like I said, my daughter who wrestled in the five, six year old division had 13 kids in her weight class, which to me is just outstanding. I remember telling my wife like, Hey, she's going to get at least two matches and, and end up wrestling three. So that was like, we are at the point in the podcast where we ask the question of as you, as, as has, ugh, sorry how you have coached all these years and coaching at the club level, what is your advice to those coaches that are thinking about either becoming head coaches at the high school level or thinking about starting their own club 
for youth and middle school athletes um, to get better in the sport of wrestling? What is your advice to them? Always make it fun. Um, that, that's my biggest advice. Uh, you keep the kids engaged by making them uh, have fun, whether it's at the middle school level. Um, and we did it when we coached auto together. Yeah. You know, uh, but you, you know, you make it fun. And so I coached the middle school at auto with you for, uh, I think three seasons. And then, um, I coached the high school here for five seasons and I helped coach the middle school for five seasons. Also on top of the club. Um, and the biggest thing, and the biggest thing is when you get to the older kids, um, they're tired. They had school all day. You know, they got girlfriends and stuff. Now you're telling them, you're telling them they got to do all these pushups and all this running on top of this wrestling. Uh, you tell them little kids to do all these pushups. Um, they get upset and you could say all day long. Cause we've, we've both had coaches that say, you know, well, I did these two when I was your age, mm-hmm. but you're not seeing them do it. You know? So you're going, whatever, dude, like, like, I don't believe you that you ever ran, ran like this, you know? Um, but, uh, but you just have, uh, all that, all that going on. So I say you, you keep it fun for them and you have to, uh, you have to do, you have to do the work also like showing them that, that it's okay to uh, sweat and get tired and do the push-ups, do the running with them, you know, and it just it keeps them engaged and they want to do it more. So that would be my advice. <laughs> don't, well, ask do anything, don't ask them to do anything you're not willing to do. Right, right. And, and what you've ever gone through, I mean, the best teams that I've been a part of, we always had a lot of fun. We worked hard, but had fun. And I think that's kind of a new age thing now where even the – the elite of the elite teams are doing more fun related workouts versus uh, hard wrestling, which, yeah, oh, yeah. which was unheard of when, when we were in school. And I think that's, I think it's a good thing. I think it saves your body. It makes things fun and fresh. You start focusing on the effort versus the results, you know, um, and, and things like that. It kind of reminds me of what I, with, what I do with the, with the training, with the running for, you know, distance and things like that, that you're focusing on um, just enjoying the process of going out there and training and, and hopefully having somebody with you to push you through that and everything else. So um, great, great words, great words. Well, thank you, Corey. I appreciate it. Good luck to you guys at the new way nationals. I know that you're going to have a few all Americans on your hands. You're a great coach, been a great friend's been great. It was great to see you at the state tournament. We gotta, we gotta do it again sometime. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad.